Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Just another car show podcast episode 16. We're happy to have you back. We're happy to be here. How are you feeling today, Sam? I'm feeling good. Park, how are you feeling over there, brother? Fantastic. I needed from to, the Midwest, boys. Hell yeah, brother. I needed to let you know from the start that that was a fantastic sweater you've got on today. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out Huey. Nice. Oh. Sam and I are on brand. the black on blacks. For today. all your Western wear. So we had to, we had, you brought the culture today, you know, bring the color. <laughs> um, so Thank you. as always, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you have not checked it out yet, you need to get on right now. Stop what you're doing. Get on right now. AEO boys, automotive enthusiasts online. It is a discord where you can do all your drifting, your driving, you're cutting up through the streets. Um, the boys have been, our, our good friends have been building it here for, a few years now? No, it's like a year they've been doing it. And okay. he just released uh, Drift Points, which is like oh, yeah. a basically uh, Tony, one of the uh, two founders of the server, basically have made it so they can, you will actually track your drifts with combos as you transition and everything like that. And so he coded it all in the game. and Like, like, like old Need for Speed games. Like Need like, for Speed or Forza. Like think about like Forza. If you play a new Forza right. game, it's like a new Forza game. Right. It's really cool. Right. So uh, that's sick. Recommend playing it. Right. So if you guys need help getting set up with Sim, if you guys need help getting a wheel or whatever, please comment below. We'll help you out. We'll get you all connected with those guys. Usually we start off our podcast with my time behind the wheel. But if we're being honest, we, we haven't been behind the wheel. Yeah, we have. I've been. If you followed us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever, I'm kind of in- incapacitated. I'm waiting on a surgery, so I can't move a lot. And Sam has just been kind of catering to me, so we haven't been able to do a car review. We're working on that. Um, but we're not going to not give you guys a podcast, so we're going to dive right into car news this time. We'll be back on our time behind the wheel with the next podcast episode. Uh, just, you know, medical circumstances. We'll, we'll, I'm on the injury reserve list, okay? So give us some credit here. So I are. Right. Thank, thanks, Mark. I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> um, so diving right into car news. The, it's kind of the dry season for car news because a lot of cars come out in the fall or they're announced in the winter time. So the first thing on the docket for car news these days is that Formula One is back. Yes, it is faster than you thought. Uh, the off season, I think, is like two months, three months. Yeah, I think it's December, January, and then like February, they start the comeback. Right. Then it's March. Right. And they just ran the first race uh, last weekend. Our polls right now are Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez, one, two. So the Red Bull team, if you don't follow, uh, that's still Honda building the cars for those guys or the engines for those guys. Then you got Fernando Alonso from Aston Martin coming in at third. So grabbing the last podium spot. Uh, That was kind of a shocker to the world. What do you guys think? That's Aston Martin beating both Ferrari and Mercedes's cars. Yeah. And I mean, it's a different team. It's it's differently sponsored this year, but it's. What do you mean by that? Just kind of explain for the. I don't know fully, but I guess I th- I'm I'm pretty sure that Aston Martin now has come into it and put a lot more money behind it, and that's why they're yes. the title sponsor and all that kind of things. It might be not. I mean, no. in F1, I'm not like into all the politics of F1, but I'm pretty sure that's the deal. Because there's a lot of politics with F1. Uh, yeah, and it looks like now uh, they're doing pretty well. No, because yeah, there's there's already memes going around of like. Uh, what the hell is Aston Martin kind of doing up here? We expect Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty shocking to see 
you know, in the first race of the season, Aston Martin in the top. What do you think about that, Park? Did you watch the Drive to Survive Netflix series or anything like that? So, in typical hillbilly character, if it doesn't have a V8 <laughs> and look like a car that I see in my small town, I don't watch it. Um, so I did catch the race in LA though. Okay. The NASCAR race in LA was fantastic. The Coliseum. The Coliseum. I was disappointed to see. Yeah, I was disappointed to not see a Jack's representation there. But you know, we live and we learn. Well, um, well, our audience is our audience is high class, I suppose. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I was there a week ahead of time. Oh yeah, but I wasn't there on the actual day. Oh, the were there. So <laughs> you were like, you were like, oh, Sam, which is great. <laughs> you had like a shoot in the Coliseum. Yeah, we did a shoot. So um, for those who don't know, we work in media and so on and so forth. So my, one of my jobs I had that week was actually doing a press piece for, or it was a press piece. It was like a like a promo commercial for NASCAR. So I was on the track well, right it, after they poured the asphalt. Basically, it was interesting because Sam was sending us pictures of the Coliseum, like with humans to scale in in a photo oh, or it, two. Yeah, and dude, how in God's green earth they even drive? What is it? Twenty four cars? It is way too many cars <laughs> for what it should be. No, it's tiny. It is tiny. It's tiny. I it, could make a run around it in like. It's the size Not of a high long. school track. It's a quarter mile. It's a quarter mile. No, it's yeah, it's a quarter they mile. It's the like size of a high school track. Something. Like that's <laughs> wild. Like 60 or se- 60 or <laughs> They say like 60 or 70 on that freaking track. No, not not ca- not yes. miles per hour. Miles per hour. That's as fast as they hit? That's pretty fast. I mean, in that no, because yeah, it was like sixty-seven. Well, it's less than eight mile. Okay, so uh, the other part of the news is NASCAR's going on. If you don't follow NASCAR, <laughs> so F1 is back. NASCAR's going on. I watched the Daytona 500, and they and they can they can yeah. you know Daytona 500 is a big track. Oh, they, they rip, dude. And I love watching they the Daytona rip 500 Daytona. because you know I I like to relax with certain things. So I'm just chilling on the couch, like zooted, having a good time, and then. I and then and then the camera angle cuts to the one that's right on the barrier, mm-hmm. and you see and then and the whole the whole floor shakes. Oh yeah, and you hear the card. And then and then you're like, oh, oh, okay, all right, we're back to just like the steady. Slow. Listen, if NASCAR wasn't eight hours for a fucking race, I would watch it more. Can often. I be honest with you? I only watched the last 15 laps of the 500. That's what my grandfather there, used to do. And there were three crashes in the last 15 laps. So I was having a hell of a time. I was loving it. Um, and it is interesting. I know a lot of people talk shit about NASCAR. And Park, you can back me up on this. But it, I I kind of learned that it's like... It's a, it's like, like Formula One sucks because of the politics. NASCAR is more fun because of the politics. Yeah. Because individual drivers hate each other. Yeah. Individual teams might have beef. So, like, when I was watching the last few laps, it's like, oh, this team, I don't know the names, maybe you know, Park, this team and this team are doing everything they can to push one of their drivers in front of everybody else. So it was a team of three and a team of two, and Mm -hmm. they just keep going back and forth. And it was entertaining. The last 15 laps were great. I don't know if I could have watched 500 of them, though. So... This is not a sports podcast, but we're at a very interesting time in sport 
in general. Uh, one of my buddies is big in sports consulting. And if you think about sports in general, like baseball, for example, baseball viewership is super low because nobody cares to watch nine innings of baseball. Right. That's why right? they just added those like, pitch clock rules. Right. 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 And so the MLS is growing in popularity because it's an hour and a half, right? Maybe an hour and 45 minutes with extended play. Right. I think some of that is an issue with NASCAR. And my inclination is that part of the reason that they went to the short track in L.A. is because it is lickety split, right? There are still cautions. There are still wrecks. But uh, at Bristol... A yellow flag does not, and I think most NASCAR, a yellow flag does not stop the lap count. In L.A. it did because it was so short. Right. But most NASCAR races will let you race through the yellow and the laps will still count. Uh, Right. But, yeah, I think NASCAR needs to figure that out if they want to continue popularity because, to your point, nobody has eight hours to watch cars go around a track for especially a circular track, right? Right. And the last point I'll make about NASCAR is that it it is kind of like WWE in the sense that it is... I don't don't think it's curated like pro wrestling, but there's definitely that sense of there's the undertaker of NASCAR. There is the rock. There's the... I was going to say Joe Rogan. Um, Whoever, right? The... The you can't see me guy. Yeah. John Cena. Uh, so, John Cena. Yeah, thank you. Um, and that's that's super entertaining, especially if you know just like a little bit about the politics. And so that's yeah, why and, I like and, it. And credit to, I think it was ESPN who was airing it. The, the announcers did a good job of letting me know the politics yeah. in those 15 minutes. So right. I was fully invested. Um, but like yeah. you said, and they're even shortening football games. Like, everything is trying to be shorter. So I think that's valid. I, I do wonder, because I know NASCAR does struggle with viewership and whatnot, but, like, F1 has always been, like, this global event. And right. I don't know. I don't think they'll ever struggle with anything like that for the in the, like, foreseeable future. The rest of our podium, to bring it back full circle to F1, uh, after we got through Max, Sergio, and, Ferna- and Fernando at one, two, three, Ferrari came in fourth with Carlos Sainz and Lewis. Sainz. 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 Like Seinfeld. S- yeah, like Sainz. Sainz. Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz. What, where is he from? Italy? I or have is no he from? idea. <laughs> that, was just, that just sounded like a hard name to Europe. say. Europe. Um, and then Lewis Hamilton at fifth in the Mercedes. So it was cool to see all the liveries come out. Mercedes. Didn't even put their stickers on straight. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and now we're in it. And it's 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 just good to be back in racing. And you know what will bring Park to NASCAR? To Formula I mean, One? to Formula One. Okay. He already is in NASCAR, but yeah. what will bring to Formula One is Ford, Porsche. Ford, Ford and Porsche are both oh. going to be... Uh, 2026. 2026 will be racing in, F- in F1. So, and Audi. And Audi. So we got all of them going, going hey. crazy. And if you have any... And if you don't know, you need to know. Everybody, if you well, okay, if you haven't seen the movie Ford versus Ferrari, you need to stop what you're doing right now. After you join AEO, you need to watch Ford versus Ferrari. And then after you watch Ford versus Ferrari, you need to sit down and think about the fact that in 2026, it will once again be Ford versus Ferrari. 
because yes, Red yeah. Bull is not an American-based brand, but it's very an, uh, it's very much an American brand at this point in time. I yeah. feel, and then you're putting an American engine in it, and then you're racing a Ferrari with a Ferrari engine. And then portionality were back and forth for a very very long time in racing. So them being yes. both in the same, whether it was an LMP or in. But do we know? Are they going to be separate cars or separate? We don't know. Team? We don't know. We don't know yet. yet. We just know Ford is with with Red Bull. I've seen livery teases from Audi, so I don't know if that indicates that they're building, they're having their own car. I um, mean, Netflix has made F1 more popular than ever, and it's the same thing that like NASCAR is trying to do with their stuff. There's a well, reason the Coliseum exists. That's the whole reason the movie Talladega yeah. Nights came out. Yeah, NASCAR paid what Fox Studios, but they just push basically they just push it more into the Yee Yee like crowd, yeah, less yeah, into yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. like the global the new crowd. new cloud cl- crowd right and that's what la is for that's why they did a race in coliseum is they want they want uh yeah. they want us they want us uh west coast uh us blue necks us, us, <laughs> us, us <laughs> <laughs> to yeah go to a nascar race. i mean they had wiz khalifa wiz khalifa was the wiz khalifa i don't think the halftime show uh, uh well, oh, that was hilarious it was expensive Oh, it bro. was like a hot. We, we, know, we, we were gonna looked, go. We were gonna we go. To we go. were gonna go. Yeah, we wanted to go. It was like hundred and thirty-one dollars for nosebleeds. Yeah, my last point about just the NASCAR, well, all the racing coming back. I guess the news is that you better start watching racing, dude. This stuff's exciting. The the we we've all played racing games since we were kids, and one of the there was always a NASCAR game to play, and it was always fun to go in reverse and smash all the dudes coming through. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do remember playing on the Coliseum track and see and fe- and like it was as a kid being like this is so much smaller. It really adds another dynamic to the sport, and that's you know the cool yeah. thing about NASCAR is that they do try to at least push their sport because it is an oval. You can't do much with an oval. They they're trying their best to push their sport in the way that they can, but you know then there's still Indy cars. There's still Formula One. There's a lot of racing to watch. And the top tier racing is back. So tune into F1. Also watch Netflix Drive to Survive if you haven't because it's just an incredible show. And hopefully you'll pick a team or a driver that you like and you can kind of follow through that. Um, moving down into the next piece of car news. A while ago, we, we spent a long time talking about the brand new Mustangs um, and their quarter panels from the Camaros and their, you know, I don't know. We Foreheads. The, the what? The forehead, the yeah. four. Oh yeah, the forehead. I mean, but all in all, I think we all enjoyed the car. We all liked the car, right? Yeah. So Mustang or Ford? Yeah. Well, I guess Mustang, if whatever. It's They're, Ford. Ford. Ford released all the prices for the new Mustangs, and so I'm gonna read through all the prices, and then I want to check in with both you guys and see if you think they're fair. If you would buy one, what spec you would buy, kind of kind of break it down, okay? So, the cheapest one, the EcoBoost Coupe, which if you do not know is an inline four, is $32,515. The EcoBoost Premium Coupe, which is still a four-cylinder, is $38,000 or $38,040. The GT Coupe, which is the first one with a, a V8. Yeah, the Coyote. The Coyote is $43,090. The EcoBoost Premium Convertible, so that, again, four-cylinder. If you hear EcoBoost, it's a four-cylinder. EcoBoost Premium Convertible is $43,540. The GT Premium Coupe, so V8, 
is $47,610. GT Premium Convertible, $53,110. And then the Dark Horse Coupe, which if you don't remember, has better suspension, better brakes. Uh, it's got... Uh, it's stiffened got chassis. Different package. It doesn't have stiffened yeah. chassis. It's just a I different thought, package. I thought they stiffened up the chassis a little bit without. Maybe they did. I didn't think they did, but oh, maybe yeah. they did. Whatever. They got a lot of nice racing and aggressive specs in that one. That one is $59,565. And so I'll, par- I'll start with you, Sam, just being a Mustang owner. You know, you got the one right behind hey. us. Come on. Ga- can't, can't, ne- can't neglect that. What do you think about these prices? Are they fair? Would you buy one? If you did, what would you look at? I feel like I'm so disconnected from like currently the like car market in general. Right. Like I feel like I'm so disconnected from these new car prices. Like I look at these numbers and they're insane because like I have a vintage car that like I bought for like a quarter of a lot of those prices. Right. You know, and it's like why would I buy a brand new car when I can when I see like why would I buy a brand new car when you can get something like this? But at the same time, I look at it and I'm like. I think the GT should be close to like forty thousand. So the the premium coupe or the GT yeah, coupe? Yeah, because if you look at like Camaro, I mean, obviously we know the Camaro is done. We know the Challenger and the Charger are pretty, or the Challenger's done. But like, you see those cars, and those cars range from like like low numbers, like low in the thirties, like the eighties, right? Depending on what model you get, and it's like I'm kind of surprised because what that's, is. Do you know what a Hellcat or a Demon cost? Oh, they're upwards. Aren't they of like, in the they're 70s? in the sixties, seventies, eighties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Okay, but I think the top model you know, Challenger is like eighty-six grand for like. And that's the, the, the Demon, o- I think. It's like the Demon. No, it's the Demon. It's something else. It's called. It's called. Because so it goes things. Hellcat. There's one above that though. Demon. There's then one above Red Demon. Eye. Then there's one above that. Okay. All right. So, I, but but they do yeah. run up to eighty. Yeah, they run <laughs> okay. up to eighty-six grand or something. Okay. But I'm looking at this car and I'm like. I would like to be more like 40 for a GT, but I don't, I'm sure people are going to complain about the premium convertible. Look at that. Like the GT premium convertible, which is $53,000. They're going to be like, oh, that's too expensive for like convertible. But like you're buying a five liter V8, you know, convertible. In 2023. In 2023 with like all the features you'd ever want. You could probably put the convertible top going down going 70 miles an hour on the highway if you want to. You know, it's, it's, it's probably yeah. a really good car for $53,000. I, and the dark horse being fifty nine thousand, that's always been my thing with new cars. Is I don't think I would buy. A, I would love a dark horse. Don't get me wrong. That right. would be a really cool car to have. But we are not. We don't have money. But so I, I see. Okay, so I see seventeen thousand dollar difference between the base GT right. and the dark horse. Right. Why would I, I, I'm sure seventeen thousand dollars in mods? I could make it better than a dark horse. Right. That's very, so. That's I would say valid. I'd buy. I'd always almost always buy like the base GT or base whatever. Right. And then I'd build it to be something better. Even though if I could afford dark horse, I'd afford it. But I don't think I'd be able to afford it. Yeah. So. I mean, what do you think, Park? Uh, uh, you just you just you, you you're the one with the most recent car. You had the truck, and then you traded it in for an older truck. So. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe you're more on Sam's side, but what do you kind of think looking at these yeah. prices? I I don't hate them, uh, so I I'm with Sam. I don't follow I don't follow new cars. The only point of reference I have, I was at the Ford dealership the other day getting something done, and I saw a brand new F one fifty. The Lightning? Or it the, was a Platinum, they... just a regular. Gotcha. I, I didn't look what engine it had. My guess is it was the EcoBoost, but it could have been the, the, coyote, the Coyote. Okay. 
5 liter. $77,000. For a pickup truck that's engineered to be worth maybe thirty-five, you know? The only thing on there are bells and whistles. So you get the leather mo- seats and you get, uh. you know, all that jazz. But still, $77,000 for a pickup truck. These prices don't seem outrageous to me. But $43,000 for a V8 5 liter, that's, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's unreasonable. I wouldn't yeah, I, I buy hear you one. So, so, you know, but you could get a, you could get a manual five liter V8 for 43 grand. Yeah. I mean, and, and <sighs> my other points of comparison are think of what a boxer is going for. Right. And that's uh, and yeah. now you only get a four cylinder in a boxer. You get a six cylinder in an I-11, but that's going to be at least two times as expensive. And for most yeah. people. Even myself, for most people, the Mustang has come so far that that's still going to hold its own in southeast Ohio. Most people aren't riding it hard yeah. enough that they're going to let that thing loose. Right. So why spend yeah. 110 130 for a Porsche when you can cruise up and down Main Street and burn the tires off of a $43,000 car? I mean, hell, that EcoBoost engine isn't terrible. You know, it's it's not a V8, but they're still pumping out plenty of power from that EcoBoost. Thirty-two grand to get you into they are. a Mustang, dude. You know, that's I'm not what four hundred bucks a month, maybe. I I dated a girl in in uh, Florida who had the EcoBoost premium convertible, and it was a. Uh, I hate to say this, it was a really fun. I know, car. I know. Fun cars. It was a real. I because I talked so much. I would always talk shit like you have the same size engine as my Miata. And then, and yeah. then I, and then you wish your Miata made as much power. I know, as right? Like, yeah. But, <laughs> but, come on. but come on, it, 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 it had, it, I don't know. It, it, it's not a bad car. So like, if you, if you're looking at like, oh, well, if you just want the base model Mustang, cause you just want to own a Mustang, right? Like you don't give a fuck about or shit. So, damn. That yeah. was three at once. <laughs> Right, I'm keeping that in I, the video. <laughs> I, can't, I can't laugh that hard because my organs push out, so chill. Um, <laughs> if we get him to laugh really hard, though, he has to go to the hospital, and it's emergency surgery, so it gets on tonight. Yeah, hit me in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I don't know. I think like if you're looking at it as a car, just, just a car, you get a mu- – well, I don't know. The Mustang name adds to it, but if you look around at like Subarus – Toyota Camrys, like they're all around that low thirty, high twenty mark. Yeah. These days. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't know. That's probably a lot of car for thirty-two grand, and then definitely a lot of car for sixty grand comparatively. I still think those numbers are astronomical. I could buy six cars for a dark horse. You know what I mean? Six good cars. Oh, I completely cars. agree. Yeah. Completely agree. So with I you would on say that. this, like going back to you know an old video we made, for example, like the BRZ is still one of our favorite cars we've ever driven. That was like I picked TTRS, you picked BRZ. But I still, yeah, I still think BRZ is B- number two for but me. But yeah, BRZ is like a thirty-five thousand dollar car. Would I buy a BRZ or like uh for you know what seven thousand dollars more buy a GT Coupe or even an EcoBoost Coupe, which is a little well, how less. Much, how much was the BRZ? Thirty-five, I think, built like with with all the bells and whistles I wanted. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, 35 would be what it was. So, like, would I buy an EcoBoost? I would yeah. buy a BRZ, I think, every day of the week. But 
I don't think there's a lot that compares to that GT Coupe, other than maybe... I mean, even the Mercedes, like, C63, which was their cheapest AMG for a long time, is still now, like, it's gone way up in price. Oh, dude. You can't... You can't we can't even well, compare these to B- Mercedes, BMW, Audi Well, anymore. I just think yeah. I used to get... I, I, I guess that's why I'm so off on pricing. Like, I used to be able to get one of those for, like, 50-some so, thousand. Like, low 50s or high 40s. I meant to... Well, I meant think to about this. I what what can you get into a... What can you get into a 3 Series for? A three series is like just I think like, like a, an M, like a three twenty eight or three thirty five. I yeah, thought they were like thirty eight. Yeah, they're probably like forty grand for like a base model. But yeah. then, but and that's the problem with BMW, Audi, Mercedes. You're paying ten extra grand for the same cars you'd buy here because of the badge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes, there's certain features, so, but if you're buying if you're buying the base model, the bare yeah, bones model, I guess to see yeah. like what's the point of that? Right. You know? I don't know. So, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Are we looking at a shrinking? Are we looking at a shrinking? Is Ford basically going to corner? I guess Ford and, and JDM are now the the key players in affordable sports cars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. JDM has always been there, and American has always been there, and now German and Euro brands are just pushing themselves out of that space. I feel. There was even an article I read recently. I think it's you sent it to us, Park, about how BMW no longer cares to cater to like yeah. drivers. They want to make expensive luxury. I do this in quotes because I don't think BMWs are that nice. I think Mercedes and Audi are significantly nicer than BMW, but that's just my personal opinion. They're pushing to get this like new market that they want they want like the tech boys they want silicon valley they want the younger richer market. right yeah they want to cut into tesla's market which is a whole nother section of the auto industry we've never seen and so then you start to look at these numbers and you compare them to like because now you have to do this you have to look at these prices and then you have to also consider because this is a daily driver for most people Maybe not the Mustang, but these general prices, you have to compare them to electric car prices now, too. You have to think about that. And and I I think that's the big convergence, if you will. Okay. The singularity within the car market is that it is no longer – my guess is that people can't afford to have a toy – so instead, what they go for is the uh, Ford Escape, or excuse me, the Ford Explorer ST, right? Like, hey, you know what? I've got kids. We can't afford two cars, but I can afford to maybe pay 10K more for the ST. And then at least I still hold on to a little bit of pride that I have a fun car. I don't get to have the Porsche or I don't get to have the Mustang or the Corvette that I did when I was younger, but I still have a Focus or a Explorer ST or I have a sporty daily, right? The Type S for Acura, maybe a sporty or Civic, sporty or Accord. Yeah, you buy a Type R or you buy a GR Yaris or you buy – but that's the thing. Like, yeah. There's – there is a market for that. If you want a fun, cheap car, cheap is relative now. If you want a right, fun, right. cheap car, 
They make well in America. I actually saw two articles recently. America has been over the past two decades has been asking for more wagons and more manuals. So, like the market share of manuals went up like a full percent. It was at point nine ten years ago, and it's at one point nine now, which is like, thank God they still make the cars. Still two percent. Right. Still yeah. nothing. It's, it's nothing, but it's like for those people who do want that, they. See, and that's where it gets really tricky because it's like, oh, you could buy the GT Coupe Mustang for 43 or you could buy yeah. a GR Yaris for like 35 Like you know, And still fit your kids no, in the well, back. Well, GR Yaris, yeah, it probably is like 35 I don't know. I, well, that's just down to the person. Exactly. That's but that, And that's where Park's point comes into play here where it's like you have to consider all, yeah. the whole enchilada. The whole so enchilada. It's not that bad. I guess the, the prices are when you so, say it like that, the prices aren't that bad. They're they're not that bad. So what you're telling me, and I think something you just casually glossed over, is that they're asking for more wagons. So what you're telling me is there's a chance that my kids someday I don't have kids. For all the ladies watching. No kids. <laughs> for all the ladies watching. That Our demographic is five like percent women. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so actually you special you special five percent. <laughs> Uh, that our kids at David underscore Park Hill, that your kids, my kids, our kids could ride in the back of a Ford Taurus wagon. Yeah. Uh, insert picture here. Back seats facing wagon. the wrong way. I bring it back, Ford. You heard it here. There's a huge demand in the market for backwards facing seats in a Ford Taurus. I want my backwards. Dude, guys, my grandpa had the Ford Taurus wagon and I sat in the backwards seats and he let me ride with the trunk open a few times and you just watch the (laughs) ground go away in front of you. That's the experience I want my kids to have. (laughs) I think I no, but the, they specifically talked about the article I read specifically talked about Audi bringing the RS, Three RS7, that wagon that they make, yeah. the really aggressive one. The shooting brake, yeah. Oh, the shooting brake, yeah. yeah. Audi wants to bring that back to America. Mercedes wants to bring the, you know it, it's E Class. E Class wagon, yeah. E Class wagon, wagon back. And then Volvo yes. wants to sell their wagon here. I'll say this: uh, the one that I was thinking, well, no, that yeah. that is the best daily driver fun car. I love my wagon. I had a wagon. wagon. I had an E Class wagon for two years. I drove it. Yeah, almost three years. I drove that car. I love that car. Bring it back. I love that car. It was the only thing I with mine is it was old, so it was a it was a little it had it had it had its probably had hundred and fifty thousand miles on it. It had its issues. But yeah. Like I loved that car. Yeah. I loved it. Dude, my dream daily driver in high school was the IS three hundred, which is the Lexus, and if you don't know it's like a, it's almost it's oh, like Oh yeah. It's the J Z or the two J Z engine in it. Or no, it's the one J Z. It depends on the year. Well, yeah, it depends on the year. But you basically get a, a Jay Z engine in a wagon and you can get it with a manual transmission and it looked park you know what you remember what those looked like i love those i had a friend i love who, those when i worked at valvoline one of my coworkers had one and he tried to sell it to me but his was like a rusted out pos so i was like eh, nah. but <laughs> but yeah the wagons are just a, a piece of the market that i feel we're missing out on a lot and if if they make a Mustang wagon, man, I'll be there right at the front of the line. <laughs> the only, well, the only last the thing I'll say about the Mustang, Mustang is almost a wagon. It is kind of a wagon. It's got like the fastbacks. They're, they're all fastbacks now, apparently. So like, well, I guess they're not anymore. It says coupe. 
they're, 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 they're not calling. So they're they're not calling them fastbacks anymore. Yeah, the fastback they they had that for a few years. Those were those were kind of like you they know very. Cool, though. Those they are were those cool. are more wagony. But I like like the seventies fastbacks. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the electric Mustang. Oh, you mean the like Mach-E? Like the SUV. The Mach-E, yeah. The Mach-E, That's like thank a you. crossover, though. That's yeah. not a wagon, right? I think that's where the wagon market went, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you oh. think about, you have your full-size SUVs, yeah. right? Your X7, or your X5, X7, and then your X3, right. your Macan. I, I would imagine that's where a lot of the wagon... Market. 100%. We should make another shirt. The crossover killed the wagon or something like that. Like, or what are they? Is that what they're called? Crossovers? Yeah, crossovers. Yeah. They're the yeah. ugliest cars yeah. ever, but they are very practical. They are very like, practical. Very practical. Very practical. Yeah, I'd say that. <laughs> I'd oh, say very practical indeed. Yes. Mm, yes. I would say. <laughs> oh, yes. I would say the, the, the only thing I'd say about this whole thing again is the dark horse. I think it's still. It's the same. I think it's too expensive because I'm comparing it. Okay. Let's take like 2017. 2017. The GT350, which, which was, if you don't know, is way beyond a dark horse as far like as like a, a dark car. horse is more compared to a Mach One of today's Mustang, right? Which is just upgrade suspension, okay. upgrade. Tra- it had the transmission, a Tremec T uh, T56, which is different from the MAT MT82 for the other Mustangs that tend to break all this sh- stuff, whatever. But the GT350 was a flat plane crank. Had a bigger displacement. It was a different engine. It was a supercar with a front engine. Yeah, it was really dope. And that car was fifty-seven thousand dollars in twenty seventeen. Well, and now what are they? A hundred grand? No, you could, I mean you could buy them used for. Well, they can't buy them anymore. They, they, they got rid of them. Right, but like if you went to go get a used one. Oh, they're like sixty. Oh, really? Yeah. So I would buy that over the dark horse every day of the well, week. Well, yeah, but you're, <laughs> you're in a used car with a beat on. But yeah, well, yeah. Like the whole thing is, is like I I see that car and I'm like really in. In four years, five years, have we really inflated that much? That that now. Well, so that's that's what I'm looking up. Go ahead, finish your thought. Yeah, basically, it's like, is that really what we? How far we've come? That like now, a car that was significantly better in 2017 had like carbon fiber wheels. If you want, no, uh, not that car. You could buy. You could get those. That's, those, that, that's when that car would get to like. Ninety, eighty thousand oh, okay. dollars. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there but the, were but there were specs for that stuff. The GT350s, I mean, GT five hundred is now what they have, and that car is like I don't know. I think that car is probably eighty or ninety at least. Hmm. What did you find? So according to DollarTimes.com, the source for what was money worth then, today. Yeah. If you can follow that thought process. <laughs> so fifty nine thousand dollars in twenty seventeen was is now worth seventy two five. So what basically, the value of uh, it, it reads that's that crazy. The inf- Wait, annual inflation was three and a half percent, which I don't think that takes into account the hyperinflation that we've experienced in the last 18 months. Because this is it's not still, only guess, just a car podcast and a sports podcast, but now also an economic podcast. <laughs> so, so you don't need to basically watch any other podcast. <laughs> we got it all. Nope. This is your this is Let's your catch all. Documentary. We uh, got you there. Oh yeah, we can't do the crime. Yeah. We can't do the serial. We'll, <laughs> we'll get that in somehow. <laughs> One day that'll happen. One yeah. of us will disappear and we're ready to the Murdoch disappeared. Park just doesn't yeah. log in yeah. on the other side of the screen and we're like. Oh God! We <laughs> should stage one one day where you just get like murdered mid podcast and do a whole ser- like thing, like for Halloween. Yeah, for Halloween. 
<laughs> it was the way that Jax. you were like so quick and ready for that. No, like, <laughs> we're looking at this, and all of a sudden, just the guy comes behind me, and then he Whoosh. just like falls over, and then. Yeah, like like uh uh. That's Mike how we Myers get the, that's how we get shit. the girls to watch our shit. That they want to watch yep. Park. It's they stab? all watch. No, they all watch like crime documentaries. Oh, that's valid. That's valid. Yeah. All right, Park. You yeah. might. You might <laughs> <gonna> die. <laughs> take him for the team, brother. For the no, podcast. Okay, so. <laughs> So, uh, in keeping with uh, the ridiculous inflation that we've been experiencing and talking about things that are expensive and things that will continue to go up in price regardless of what we do for them, is there is a new Lamborghini on the block. It has been uh, announced. Actually, yesterday they announced it. Today they unveiled the plans for it. It is the Aventador replacement. And if you don't know, Aventador was the last cool Lamborghini they ever made. Because they made the Aventador and then they made the Huracan, <laughs> which I don't know about you, but I never thought the Huracan was a very cool car. The Aventador is like uh, Batman, Be uh, Batman Dark Knight. It's uh, Bruce Wayne's car in that. It's, it's like an iconic supercar. It's it's the car you think of, at least for me. When I think of Lamborghini, I think of three cars. I think of the Countach, I think of the Diablo, and I think of the Aventador. Those are like the Lamborghini cars in my mind. I, Huracan just felt yeah. like a car that they kind of put in as like a, oh, we need a new car. Yeah. So this is the Aventador replacement. It is a V... So uh, rich people can still drive whatever they want. It's a V12 powertrain. <laughs> 1,001 horsepower, three plug-in motor hybrid, which is what Sam always wanted. He wants the hybrid performance cars. Uh, I don't want them. I just respect them. Valid. Valid. That's, yeah. Respect fair. It. Fair. Uh, three electric motors, two in the front. So, again, that'll help with turning because you'll have more weight in the front, more grip on those front tires. One in the rear. Eight-speed double-clutch transmission. What do we think, fellas? We haven't even seen the car yet. All we've seen is the engine and the specs. Mm -hmm. Park, he's just thoughtful. I'm, f I'm for it. I mean, I, 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 I think I'm just I'm just at a a point in my wise old age where <laughs> it's just not even beard. worth. Go ahead, it's go ahead. not even worth my time to consider these cars. You know, they're just so damn expensive. And uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. You know, more power to them. To your point, the rich can do whatever they want. Tell me to go eat bugs and I'll own nothing and be happy while every member at the World Economic Forum gets a free Aventador replacement Lamborghini in their gift bag. <laughs> Hey, we got politics too. Don't worry. <laughs> Get back. <laughs> I'm just imagining like like a picture. How do you it's, give a picture bag. Of your, it's like a picture of your color Lamborghini. It's on the parking lot with a key on it. And you have to go walk on the parking lot like beeping the <laughs> thing at all. <laughs> Which one's mine? And there's like 300 of them out there. Yeah, for they're all <laughs> and they're all like like it's just rainbows of colors. <laughs> Can I, I trade? I got the red one. You got the green one. Can I have the green one? I would trade it. I would trade that. I would make that trade. I would rather the red one. So you let me know if we're ever at the world. Damn good deal. <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't know. I think for me, I yes, I talked shit. I said the rich can drive whatever they want. But there was a lot of talk like four months ago about how Ferrari was putting the last V12 we'd ever see in the Pedro Sangue 
And if you haven't seen anything about the Perasangue, you need to go back a few podcast episodes and see us talk about the Perasangue. Uh, Park Hill brought up his Italian wedding when we were talking about the Parasangue, so you definitely can't miss that. Um, but we heard that that was going to be the last V12 put in anything, basically. That's yeah. That's the press we were hearing. And Lamborghini just comes out of nowhere you know, in the springtime. Hey, we're making another V12. Well, they even recently said that was they, they did last V12. The Countach, the new Countach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which they the, unveiled, yeah. I'm pretty sure, saying this is the last V12. Right. We're not making any more. This is going to be the last one. Right. And then they double back. buyers must have not been happy with that. No one was happy with that. Because nothing sounds like a V12. I will give them that. Nothing no. Sound, nothing sounds like a V8. Nothing sounds like a V10. And nothing sounds like a V12. They're all such a distinct... Yeah. Thing. And Lamborghini's always made very, very good sounding V12s. That's very true. And their thing has yeah. always been like fighting the bull. Like everybody says, you drive a Ferrari, you feel like you're riding a horse, you're r- driving a Lamborghini, you feel like you're fighting a bull. Like you can't just commit to, I don't know what they would have gone to, V8s or, 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 or V10s. Like, for, for well, exa- they have such a good V10 they make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I, like they oh, might yeah. as well have gone the V10 if they were, but. Yeah, I That's think we'll valid. see. I mean, I I like the idea of the electric motors to a point, right. obviously. Like right. I I like that they kept the V twelve. It's the same thing as the right. as the yeah. as the E Ray we talked about last time. It's like I love that they kept the V eight. It's the meshing of the technology. It's the meshing. It's 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 raising technology. It's not about changing technology, it's raising it to a new level and raising vehicle yep. performance to a new level. And I think we're gonna see this car beat some Nuremberg lap records. I think we're going to see it do some crazy, some zero to 60 stuff. Like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's going to be fast. Think about, think about like three electric motors and then a V12. Cause we all know electric motors are your torque and then you need a support system. Yeah. And if your support system is a V12, you're going to be put through significant G's driving this car. Yeah. And a high revving one. I mean, even these, the, like the Ventador, the pass Aventador. Right. I mean, the SVJ and stuff, the highest, the, you know, the, big, the best one, the one best one they ever made. Right. Those cars are like tuned, are making like 800 horsepower, all wheel drive. Right. And those cars are fast. Right. And we're t- now we're talking about that engine. Right. With three almost 160 horsepower motors behind it or in front uh. of it. In front and behind. They got one oh. in the back and two in the front. And so you're getting instant torque off the line in all-wheel drive. So you're getting that, that instant front-wheel oh, drive. Oh, why they put one in the back? Because they need the all-wheel. Because that's Lamborghini's thing. Well, it's not even that. Drive. It's like they could use the, the other but, engine. But it's but it's to support the first. Because the Lamborghini engines are all high revving. Right. That's and they, they do really well at high RPMs. That's why most of these cars they're, they're just do really well at high RPMs. So this gets rid of that first like 4,000 RPM. They need to launch. You're already getting to that point. By the time your your main engine kicks in, you're already like two seconds in, and you're you're there. The the Lamborghini engines don't make a lot of horsepower at like under four grand. So you're already you're basically negating that and making it making a lot of horsepower under four grand. So this is going to be a from a stop sign monster. Right. You know, a lot of people don't realize with these like new hybrid powertrains, you don't need launch control anymore. I mean, you can use it, but in theory, if traction control is on, you always have launch control. You hit that gas pedal full down. Oh, yeah. It's just gonna, going to it's going to go. It's yeah. not like you have to char- you not like you have to rev up the engine to go. Right. It's the, already there. The days of holding the brake pedal, holding the gas pedal, waiting, letting go at the right time, yeah, that's kind of over, yeah. Yeah, and this is going to be really cool. And you feel that in, in any electric car, you know the power is immediate. It's very obvious. I, I I think this is what we as 
you know, enthusiasts. We wanted to see. We were all. I mean, I know there are some people who are like think that electric is you know the bane of existence for cars but i think a lot of us are open to new technology improving what we already have and this is what we want to see i mean am think i a little it, mad because go ahead think, i was just think about say, this yeah sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead come on so think think about this in the same way that when turbo technology started being introduced Right. Right. It uh, if applied in the same way, which I think is Sam's perspective on this, applied in the same way, what are you doing? it makes a lot of sense. Right. We're not we're not straying from the idea that the V12 is great. We're not just slapping a battery pack on there and saying, hey, this is good to go. Right. It's hey, this is a V12 in the same way that maybe you would add turbo technology. We're just going to add electric battery technology to improve to build to step up what the internal combustion is already doing i'm all for that i think that's phenomenal especially when you talk about like a car like a like you said and i i'm i think i drove one lamborghini once in my life i drove it like around the block and parked it for some rich guy when i was doing valet but then i've driven them on the sims and you can they hate staying under like four thousand rpms the engine like does not want to be down there if you're trying to really drive it, yeah. you know? And so this, as much as I don't like Lamborghini is a cool brand. It's not my favorite supercar brand. I'm just a little salty that like, like who else is doing this? McLaren's not doing this. Ferrari hasn't done this. No one has said, Oh yeah, guys, check it out. We got a V12 thousand horsepower and we're putting hybrid tech in it. Like no one's else has done that yet. So I think this is just the opening of the floodgates of like, and that's what I'm hoping. This is the opening of the floodgates for the really rich people to have this technology. So then it'll trickle down to the regular people. And one day, you know, when we're in our 60s, we can build a car or 50s maybe. I don't know how long it'll take. A while. We can build a car that is the fastest thing we've ever seen on the track because we can put both technologies into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Park, park, Sam yep. and I will be old and grumpy hanging around our hybrid 700 horsepower Miata. <laughs> Older and grumpier. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I think it's really cool. I think hopefully we see even companies like AMG and Mercedes like to bring in, you know, they made a V12 for a long time. So it's like, hey guys, look, you could make like a new like AMG GT because AMG GTs now are kind of like. They're not the same. They're not the same. It's like a Corvette. No. no. So like. Well, they need to make another SLS. Well, and that's why I was so excited. I, I meant to text you the other day. I was driving down the road. I saw a 2009 SLS AMG. Nice. Which is like 63 and everything. You know, Amazing like, car. Amazing car. car. Oh, yeah. my heart. My heart. They're awesome cars. Bro, I stopped in the... I, I was My sister would drive me to one of the millions of doctor's visits I've been to in a while. And I was like... Or in the past few weeks. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I always point out cars. And we had just driven past a Acura NSX, like a 95 Acura NSX. So she, like, got the hype. You know, it looks like a supercar. And then the SLS yeah. drove by. And I was like, oh, yo. And she was like, what? it's just a Mercedes. And then I was like, no, no, no. Look at the exhaust tips. <laughs> like, there's the huge dual tipped exhaust on both. It also ends. an SLS does not look like a normal Mercedes. No, no, no. And then like the wheels are fat as hell, and there's that little bit of like uh, over like fender flare they gave it. Like it's a yeah. beautiful car. I just beautiful I just imagine car. like them making another SLS type thing where it's like a V12. 
with the hybrid technology. Part. Right, because instead of like, because what they they did, they shrank the V12 and started throwing turbos on it. Well, no, no, no they never. Yeah, they did, but like yeah. they haven't made a V12 for a while. <laughs> like, they, they've been all no. on V8s now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he drives a Mercedes regularly, so I'm trying well, no, not to. No, 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 no. I love. Listen, the V12s they've made, even the ones into the late, you know, the late, the early 2010s, were still great cars. I'm not hating on those. They ones. didn't. They didn't. They didn't low them down too much. They just made them really fast. Right. But they haven't made a V. They haven't made a V12 in a while. Right. They haven't. Right. They've kind of stopped doing. It. They might still make one, but not here in America, as far as well. I know. You're just helping me out here, and everybody knows the last segment of our podcast is the open discussion. This is where. Usually Sam's had three beers. He's about there. I'm a little bit behind, and we just kind of ramble a little bit. And our open discussion for today that we get to just ramble about, dig into, is the car market in today's terms. So we all went through the pandemic. We saw the car market get absolutely ridiculous, more ridiculous than any of us have ever seen in our lifetimes. It looks like it's cooling off now. And what you're saying about like what Mercedes is building and what they're doing currently and what they're going to do in the future is all applicable to this conversation. So, Park, you were the one who gave us this idea. I kind of wonder what you were thinking when you pitched us the idea for this conversation piece. Uh, I mean, we've all definitely seen the decline. You know, what are you, what are you thinking about the market these days? So Ford has kind of been the poster child for this. Ford has? In the sense... Yeah, and in, in this, when I say poster child, they have been in the headlines for this. The CEO of Ford right now, his name is last name is Farley. Fun fact: he is Chris Farley's cousin. So if you've ever looked at the CEO of Ford and thought, "Hmm, he does look a little bit like Chris Farley," it's his cousin. Who's Chris Farley? Uh, so, actor. yeah, but which actor? Was he from? From Saturday Night Live. Oh, the guy. Sorry, oh, you know, yeah, you know yeah, fat yeah, man in yeah, a little yeah. suit, van down by the yep. river. Yep. Yeah, also yep. a comedy podcast, apparently now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Farley has been really, really upset with dealerships, right? Dealerships are ruining Ford's reputation when it comes to selling cars. Threatened them up, down, left, and right. Basically said he was going to cut them out of the equation because they were just being too greedy. Therefore, it was hurting Ford as a, as a company because they weren't able to move product as quickly. Right, because of those MSRP so, hikes. Right, exactly. And so those threats to this point have been hollow, at least publicly. We haven't seen any, any real reper, repercussions for dealerships. My noodling thought here is what is the long-term impact of this going to be? Earlier in the show, we talked about the Mustang prices. My thought is that they weren't crazy, but has there been such a hit? Has there been such a large enough hit? That English is terrible, but has there been a big enough hit on the car manufacturer's reputation that over the next few years with high prices, regardless of how fair we think they are, they're, they're still high, right? All three of us right. agreed that we would rather buy six yeah. used cars instead of the Mustang. Right. With with um, interest rates being so incredibly high. Oh, yeah. And with people just not having money in general. Are we going to see a slump in sales for new cars? 
that's obviously going to impact the manufacturers. We're not going to see as many new cars out and about. My thought in bringing this up is, is that going to lead us to a slump in cool cars in the next, let's call it 10, 15 years? Are we going to go through another 90s malaise era? Because revenues have been down. Another thing to throw in here is the workforce reduction. Right? Are we going to see a, a reduction in the manufacturing? Are we going to see a reduction in the actual talent that's at Ford to be able to design at car manufacturers in general? Huh. It, is the lack of revenue, the lack of talent going to starve these companies of cool new cars? Are we going to see the same models for the next 10 years? Right? Oh, yeah, we just got a little facelift. The 2029 Mustang is basically the same as the 2020. You mean a bigger forehead? Four. We just got a little bigger forehead, and there we go. <laughs> a forehead increase, right? Forehead. Yeah. So, so that's, new bangs, new that bangs. That was kind of the whole oh, yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. New, bangs. New, bangs. new bangs. New bangs. Who it is? New bangs. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. Well, actually, Sam, I, I think I'm going to throw a wrench into this thought. So I kind of want to hear what you're thinking before I throw said wrench. We could throw a wrench. Okay, I'll throw the wrench right now. Throw your wrench. I I might have a wrench to throw. So so. I'm throwing the Tesla wrench. We all hate this wrench, but it is a very... You use a wrench to work on a Tesla? I thought you just used, like, probes (laughs) and fucking wires. (laughs) I thought the aliens just took it up to Mars and then dropped it back off when they were done. And the thing, like, came together. Well, okay, so the metaphorical wrench for Tesla is... uh, And I read an article about this three weeks ago that was... It was the damage that Tesla is doing to car manufacturers. Because right now, Tesla's costs... Anybody who's anybody who follows car news saw that last week, Tesla just slashed $10,000 off their Model X price. Which, if you don't know... Or not Model X, Model S price. Which is their like luxury sedan. Everyone's going around like, yeah. Oh, how'd you do it? What happened? And so they dig into Tesla's numbers a bit. And right now, Tesla's margins are so ridiculously high. Like, they're making so much money off of every car that they sell. Shout out to Joe Biden paying for all of them to build them. But, um, well, not Joe Biden, but politics. And I've never no, seen No, let's be very clear here. You and I, we... The noble taxpayer are paying for the rich to have cheaper cars and enslave child laborers in China to dig the lithium. Not China, Africa. Africa Africa. Africa is where they're mining all the African children. And if you think we're lying to you, in Chinese mines. (laughs) If you think we're lying to you, spend five minutes on Google. You can watch the videos of these kids mining. Look it up. You can watch these prices from Tesla. It's just, it's. Okay, Park, you're. Sam's gonna leave. He's like, he's like, he's not getting into the politics. But I'm laughing. I'm just laughing. No, no, I, no. I'm not trying to make a political point here. All I'm trying to say is that yes, Tesla did receive a lot of bailouts from the government. That is a fact. Oh, yeah, of course. That's what I'm trying of to course. say. I'm not trying to make a political. No, no, no. I, I got your yeah. joke. I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm not trying to roast I'm, Joe I'm Biden la- for it. I'm just like. I hope you didn't tune out for that. Ben's yeah. over here just trying to bring it back to I'm stage to, yeah, center. Come on. Stay out of the Come politics. on. We will not be a political politi- podcast. Come on. So everybody's like freaking out at Tesla's margins because they're making so much money on every car. And then that is the thing that is pushing these other car manufacturers to make. It's not the thing, but it's one of the things that's pushing these other car manufacturers to make electric cars. 
because they can get similar margins. I don't think that's exactly, you know, it, they're not going to get Tesla margins, but Tesla is this weird bubble that I don't know if it will pop or what will happen where it's like the cars cost this much. They cost this much to make. We as the taxpayer paid for this product to show up. What why now is this this is now affecting all of our cars well the economics of that whole situation are a lot different than like it's not just like teslas don't cost a lot of money teslas cost plenty of money right it's nothing about that what the reason that teslas don't cost a lot of money is because the how so smart of the cost a lot of money or they don't make. they don't cost a lot of money because that's why their margins are high because they don't cost a lot of money now right is because that they've spent the last you know 10 to 15 years making burning their cars cheap and right. burning a ton of money what they've been doing is they've instead of most car manufacturers focus on like okay every one of our models has to have something different with it there has to be a reason to buy this model over this one or this one over this one tesla right. goes nope they're all the same <laughs> we use the shapes. same we use almost all the same motors we use the same ecus we use the same screens on all model y and model x or i mean model y and model uh 3 exactly yes. the same thing exactly the same seats Exactly the same back seats, exactly the same everything. It's just things are raised or lowered or moved. It's really a parts pin car. This is why the cars you see, like the Spark and all these other cars, are so cheap cars because they're parts pin cars. They're right. used car like parts they've already made forever, and they just put them all together into a car that looks new. Right, and that's how car manufacturers like Ford and Chevy and Nissan and all of them have made cars. But do you think the Nissan Altima has changed in the last 25 years? No, it's the same car it was in 2001. Just they a little just keep different changing forehead. the body over all over the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, like you're right. it's it Tesla's doing the same thing, but what they did is they decided, "Hey, we're going to make four cars, we're going to make then we're going to make we're really going to make two cars." And but those two cars are going to be four cars. <laughs> right. And all four of those cars run on exactly the same software that we can update over the internet. We don't have to bring your cars in. We don't have to have service places for it. They only they don't have to have like a lot of the overhead they have to do the hire people and pay for buildings and dealerships and all this stuff. They don't have to do that. Okay, so this is your everything and you said is and that's why they're cheap. No, everything you said is is so correct and and that that's what scares me, right? Because and this is this is my main point. I didn't mean to tangent on Tesla yeah, for yeah, so yeah. long. I just meant to say it may be Parks right. Maybe we're going to see more of a of manufacturers looking around and saying, well, how cheap can we make this or how can we cut costs? How can we make parts bin cars versus building a new design, making a new, new car? I mean, look at all GM from, you know, all the two, mid 2000s and GM. They're all just parts bin cars. Yes, because they were them, yeah. bankrupt. Like they, they were, were bankrupt. Everyone went bankrupt in the, in the beginning of two thousand. So everyone, like you know, made cars like that. My whole thing is the one part. The one thing that Park said, and the reason, and this is kind of the other wrench I want to throw in it in a way is like, Park said that, you know, are we going to see like the fun cars disappear, the cool stuff, the really fun sporty stuff, the, all the, the good Supras, stuff, the Mustangs, the, all that. And I don't think so. And and this is just car market less the economics of it but more the social aspect of it in the way of i think that we're gonna we are seeing more cool cars in the next 10 years than we have in the last 10 and the reason i say that is because because of internet because of tiktok because of youtube because of all this i think you have more people nowadays that are into cars than we ever have had into cars ever 
That's very you know, valid. People yeah. aren't hanging out wow. in the parking lots anymore doing that kind of thing. It We're having a weird d- thing here where more people are getting into the industry than ever before, but also it's becoming a very polarizing industry as well because of takeovers and all that, which is a whole different conversation. But more people have been interested in it than ever. Mm-hmm. You you can't open your phone. I don't care who who you are. You cannot open your phone. There's a whole... You go on TikTok and you watch TikToks for long enough, you're going to see some girl talking about car guys, a normal person as like a joke, as like saying like that, if, if they're talking about that as a generalized culture, right. that's a decent majority of situa- of like the world. Right. That's and valid. you have more people now getting wheels for their cars. You have more people now. Look, I mean, go drive around. It doesn't matter what state you're in. You know, yes, do you see mostly majority just stock whatever cars? Yeah, but... Nowadays, I feel like there's more modifications on the cars than there ever has been before. Whether it's a steering wheel cover or a or a set of wheels, it's still a modification at the end of the day. It still gets people interested in wanting to. I mean, my first modification on my car was a radio. Yeah, me, yeah, my, mine was the speakers. I took out exactly. the speakers all around my car and put in better speakers. Sam, that's a fantastic point. I was not ready for that wrench. I I I hadn't thought about that either. And something else that's happening, and I think the root cause. Sam just identified. Think about the Ford Bronco. I mean, you can get what six different packages. There are six different models of the Ford Bronco. That is correct. Thank you. That was a shot in the dark, but uh, no, that was exa- that was, that was exactly for the verification. Right. It's almost like you watched the review of the 2021 <laughs> Bronco okay, from an Just review. Another Car Show. An excellent show. review. An excellent review. <laughs> Definitely didn't happen. Uh, I get good source material. Uh, so a lot of those are truly customizable, right? I mean, they are truly customized from the factory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chevy, Chevy trucks has been running a a pretty solid campaign. You can now get Chevy lifted trucks from the factory. Oh, damn. Nice. That's cool. So do they come with they come squatted like this too? Yeah, do you automatically have the slant? <laughs> no, no Carolina squat. No oh, Carolina okay, okay, squat. Okay. Uh, Is that what it's called? The shout out squat? to okay. Whistling Diesel for executing anybody that drives uh, a Carolina squat <laughs> pickup truck. Yo, great reference. Um, so yeah, I maybe. Maybe their approach is differentiation within models. Right. And you think about the the new Ranger Ranger Raptor, I think is the the title for it. Raptor R. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Or the Ra- Ranger is it, are you talking about the Ranger no. R or the Ranger it's, Raptor? It's the Ranger Raptor oh. and there is now a Raptor R. Yeah. Excuse me as well. The Raptor so, Rs are breaking all. What what we've seen over the last seen decade is the reduction of let's call it products, maybe a major product, but an increase in the product differentiation within those product lines. Also a business podcast. No, so th- we've got, right? Like, no, I they, think Ford is saving a ton right. of money by yeah. just making a Ranger and a Raptor. They got rid of all their sedans. Yep. But now within the Ranger, the Raptor, and the Bronco, you can get the Raptor. You can get the SX or XLT. You can get the Lariat. You can get the Raptor. Ranger onto the F-150. I mean, you can basically get a hundred different 150s. The Broncos now 
are almost all basically aftermarket looking except for like the cheapest one. Yeah. Right. Because of Instagram, because of TikTok, they see what people want and they can literally look at the data for what's trending. Right. And then they can just build that from the factory and send it on out. I think I think your point about less massive units, more specific units, right? Is is super accurate because I even remember, and we, this was when we were at Formula Drift last year. I remember sitting there, uh, and you told me, because we were walking past the Toyota tent, you were like, yeah, they're making a GR Yaris. And I was like, the, the little one? And you were like, yeah. And, and <laughs> no, we're trying the Corolla. No, 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 no. Because we saw the Corolla. Oh, so like, just came out Yeah, like we saw the GR Corolla, and I was like, oh, that's sweet. That's like, like that would be the perfect daily driver for me. That's like, that's like what I would pick. But like wagon, all wheel drive, or you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't have to talk about the car. the The point being was like we saw the car, and I was like, "Oh, GR, that's really cool," because that's uh, the weird term for Toyota Gazula Racing or Zoo. I don't know. It's their racing spec, and so I was like, "Oh, that's really cool that they're bringing that to a Corolla," you know? Yeah. And then you were like, "Oh." And then something's blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, yeah, and they're making a GR Supra. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. And then you're like, yeah, and a GR Yaris. And I was like, why why would they need to do that? But, like, that was that was also super cool back in, the, like, 10 years ago. Ford made the ST, the Focus ST. They, and made, then the the original, they made the original RS. Right. They, well, they made the RS. And then they were like, oh, but yeah. we'll also make the ST for people who can't afford the RS. And then you could get the base model, the ST, or the RS. And then they brought the ST to the Fusion. Or not the Fusion, the smaller the Fiesta, the Fiesta, Fiesta. And I was like, wait, you can get like a you can get like a hot hatch, like a European hot hatch in America, because they're adding yeah. these other trim levels to their base product. Like you said, park with the trucks. Ford decided what five years ago we're just gonna make big truck, big vehicles. That's gonna be our thing. And so now you yep. can get six different kinds of the same truck. Which I think, as a consumer, we'd rather have that because we already have twelve brands to choose from. Well, I think people just nowadays are more proud about what car they own, and I think a lot. Of, I'm not saying every person. I'm saying there's a lot of people that are more proud about the cars they own than ever before, because like, even back in the day, and we're going like way the hell back. But like, like when people 70s, weren't like 50, the well, 1860s, yeah, 60s, and 70s. <laughs> no, really though, people weren't like, you know, there were people who were excited to own a car, but. This car was a a twenty five year old car. Right. That's who bought this yeah. car. My dad had a, f- a nineteen sixty nine Firebird as like yeah. his first car. It, it's like these car, and, and some of them are like people actually like wanting the car. Like the reason my dad got the car he got was because he got a Camaro. Was because he really wanted a Camaro. Oh, different. It's sweet. a completely different story. But like most people didn't give a crap about what car they had. They just like wanted whatever was like available and what was they liked. Now we're That's having people right, right now, and this is before, and the 90s really wasn't that crazy either, but like now we're seeing more people than ever like buy a car because of the car. Because, and that, I think it's TikTok, I think it's YouTube, I think it's no, that's all a, of it. It's like, that's a fantastic point because I remember, remember when you were a kid, you'd go to a car meet with your dad and no one gave a shit if it was like a 428, 308, no one cared. It was just like, well, I have a Camaro, I have a Mustang, I have a Firebird, blah, 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 blah. Or I have a GTO. If you had a GTO in my growing up childhood, it was like, oh my God, a GTO, the GOAT. But like, no one cared about specs. Now it's like, oh, do you have the Supra? Yeah, but do you have the manual? Oh, 
Uh, do you have no. the GR? Do you have the four cylinder? Or do you have the six cylinder? Yeah. Do you have the four cylinder? Do you well, have the six cylinder? Well, and there's a lot of like, and nowadays too, like for example, I go to this really cool car show. And if you ever get, if you're in LA, uh, sadly, when when you're in LA, yeah, uh, it's on the last Sunday of every month. Sadly, Park will not be able to go to it when he's here because he will maybe be coming here very very soon. Uh, but it's yeah. the last Sunday of every month, and it is Cars and Coffee LA. It happens in the middle of Griffith Park where everyone's walking around. There's tons. I mean, like, there are twice the amount of people are there for the car show. There's a lot of people there for the car show. Just walking around, going for hikes, doing this in the, on a Sunday morning. Right. There are The amount of people that are just on hikes and walk through the car show. And there's everything just to from. See them. Yeah. There's everything from. Like last week, there was brand new Lucid. Lucid brought their cars there. Which is really cool and drive people around, which is actually really cool. But damn, I miss that. I know you miss that. <laughs> My boy works at Lucid. I'm trying to. Well, like right. between like that, like seeing like they had new Lucid cars there. They also had you know my car, a '69 Ranchero. They have an uh, old Fiat. They have this. They have that all over the place. And the map people that come to that show, ev- and since I've been going to it, and walk around that thing, and look at stuff, cars that they, these are people that are just there for a hike. That is something I don't think you before they would just avoid it at all costs. Now they're like walking around because they saw something about some car that they like, or maybe they were at the Ford dealership buying a car and they ups got upsold on the ST because it's like this cool thing, and they see a like OG like RS. like RS let's say they bought something. a new Explorer and they see a really OG like old Ford Bronco, right? And they're like they think that's cool because it's like the VA big big Bronco from like, and they might think that's cool. Oh, they got away in it, man. I mean, come on. And (laughs) I think we're seeing, I think we're going to see the car market as much as I think cost wise, it's been insane. Yeah. And it still will be insane. I think with dealerships and all that, I think we're going to see a really cool, like, I don't think we're disappearing from cool cars. So yeah, then if we, if we, cause we are, we're, we're getting, we're, you know, we're talking like we're sitting around the table. We got two more hours to talk. So if you guys had to like kind of summarize what you believe about the car market, in like two sentences, or predict it, or predict it, predict the car if you next five years. Yeah, uh, let's do like next ten. Let's do next, next 10? ten. Okay. okay. So park. Next ten. What's your prediction next ten years for the car market? Uh, I think we see a continued decrease in product, but an increase in specialization of said product. Yeah. No, that's valid. Period. Period. That was Period. good. That was short and sweet. I like it. Sam, go. What you got? I think it's just, I think it's exactly the same. I think we're gonna see a I don't I think we're gonna see a lot of really, really cool stuff come out. Right. But I think that we're also gonna see more like I and this is again we've been talking about Ford a lot today, but like we're gonna see what they like Ford's been doing with accessories for their cars. Like they sell a lot of accessories for Ford cars. Right. I think we're going to see more manufacturers do that in their own way. I also think we're just going to see like, like I said, I don't, I don't see cool cars going away. I see cool cars like like Park said. I think see, I see cool like base model cars turned into cool cars. Right. I think I'm, we're going to see a lot. Which of is that, still a very cool car. Yeah, it's still a yeah. cool car. Yeah, and that's why I mean the Supra exists because of that. So like right. you know, call it as you will or any of the cars, but I think we're going to see that, and I think we'll just continue. I mean, we're going to keep innovating. It's going to be, I mean, ten years. We're talking about all the cars are going to be like hybrid. Yeah, like that's every one of that them. That was yeah. going to be my so that was going to be my two sentences. I think I agree with both of you guys completely. I think manufacturers are going to specify their 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 brands, like the Mustang brand, the F one fifty brand. They'll they'll really hone yeah. in on their brand audience, but then they'll also 
implement new technology. That's what I'm most excited about. Yes, it's probably going to stay very expensive because it is new technology, but in five years, I want to own like a high, like a hybrid hypercar type thing. You know, yeah. five ten years, I want to own a yeah. nine. I want to own the that. Like if I went to buy a Corvette, I'd buy the one, the E. What is it called? E Ray. The E Ray because I want to be fastest on the track because I want to brag to my friends. I got the fastest one. So and that's again the specialization because maybe Park wants the one that just rips and sounds like the flat plane crank, no nothing else. And maybe Sam wants the convertible because he's got to take his lady out for like it doesn't matter. They will they'll have every version of what we want, and we at just another car show are super fo- super looking forward to that. I'm still gonna be driving a Ranchero. Hey, so make sure you tune into episode 17 of the Just Another Car Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching episode 16. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. We'll see you guys on the next one.